is a bloom Shoots up through the stony ground Well, good evening. It's a Wednesday night, and that means it's podcast night. It's too rare in this town, you're out of luck And the reason that you had to care, the traffic is stuck you're not moving anywhere You thought you found a friend To take Yes, it's time for I can't believe it. Football, by the hell Well, you heard the man It's time for football Bloody hell The traffic is stuck And you're not moving anywhere You thought you found a friend Take you out of this place Someone you can lend The gang are all here Return for grace It's a beautiful day and We're here to discuss all the latest football topics Well, good evening, everybody We're back Football's back We're back The most educated at the most relevant, the most informed football crew you're ever going to come across. And we're biased. But it's time for football bloody hell. So, good evening, chaps. We're all here. Hilda's here. Hello, Hilda. Hello, mate. Good to get going again. Absolutely. Tommy White's here. Hi, Tommy. Hello. Good evening, everyone. I hope the carrot and swede mash is going down well. Um, and Rick's here. Hi, Rick. Yep. Hello. Hello. Well, Hello. football's back, eh? Near as damn it. Um, what do we reckon then, eh? I mean, what's what, what what's the biggest topic do you reckon I've got on my list? Come on, let's let's hear. What do you think, you boys? What's the biggest topic? Kane, second best player in the world leaves Barcelona. Yes, you're right, Rick. There you go. Uh, That's what I've got. Now, all of a sudden, um, I keep getting things flashing up on my computer telling me that Man United might be making an offer. I still can't see it. Oh my. I can't see it, but I just wondered what the general consensus, particularly on that issue, was. Rick, you, you've got... I, I, know, I think I know what you're going to say, because you'll probably agree with what I think at the end of the day, but what do you reckon? Uh, his wages would be the equivalent of buying one Kieran Trippier a season. And plus they're signing on fees and things. It's a lot of money for a 34-year-old, but it would get right up the plastic Man City's hooters, so it'd be worth doing for that, if nothing else. Mm. Well, I, th- I think that, that, that you know his age is a thing, and um, I don't know, is he past his best? I don't know. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. The side he's been playing in is. Mm. Yeah, I think he is still past his best. At 34, you're not going to be at your best, are you? But I think they did have a contract for him until he was 39, wasn't it? It was the one that was on the table, apparently. It was kind of signed. So um, I think, when you know, it says it's when he signed Sanchez, it was worth it. So um, I think I'd, if we knew what the financial sums were behind shirt sales and stuff like that, then that would put a different picture on it. As a player, probably not. As a as a you know a, a squad member probably not but as a financial package and possibly you get maybe two seasons out of him at a push but would Grealish come on Grealish would um 
Mason Greenwood come on massively for watching him and seeing him and stuff like that? Would that be worth it? Like a Cantona move from years ago? Um, I don't know. I mean, we're going to have two 34-year-olds if, if, if we sign him. I think I'm right, because uh, um, Cavani's 34, isn't he? I think so. Or 30, yeah. 33 or 34. Both mm -hmm. both sort of play roughly the same position. And then what about Rashford and what about Greenwood? Are they going to be pushed out because of it? Clearly one of them is. And if Messi yeah. come, you'd have to play wouldn't you? It, yeah. You wouldn't be able to sign him and not play him. So it would, therefore, by definition, I guess, push one of the others out. But aren't, aren't there um, Paris fans at the moment waiting at the airport, expecting him to land at any yeah. moment now? Mm. Yeah. I was, told, I was told as well that um, Paris Saint-Germain have only ever hired the Eiffel Tower for two previous signings, and that is Neymar and Ibrahimovic, and apparently they booked it. Mm. That sounds ominous, doesn't it? Not, not that I, I mean, I, I, I'm not personally... That convinced that it's it's worth doing. I mean, yeah, the shirt sales and all the rest of it would would potentially pay for it, I guess. But um, uh, you know, I, I I I like Greenwood. I like Rashford. I can't see that. I, I don't see that they should get penalised. I know maybe you might say Greenwood's got they, plenty they of time. You would you wouldn't turn down the opportunity to have a couple of years of Messi because he's going to go to. I think the deal with Barcelona said he was going to go play two seasons and then. He was going to be shipped off to the MLS. Hmm. So, what what are those guys going to learn? The whole thing about Mason Greenwood playing with Cavani is the fact. Oh, he'll learn such a lot. He'll learn such a lot. The whole squad would surely learn an awful lot from Messi. I just think I can't see it happening. But I think if the opportunity was there, I don't think you can turn it down. Hmm. And as you say, it would really piss off the City boys, wouldn't it? Oh, absolutely. The thing is, being honest, I don't, I don't know where he would fit because he's more, he's not really like Cavani. Cavani's like an out-and-out striker. Messi likes to drop in a bit deeper. So he, he'd almost be more like where Fernandez likes to go in and around now. So hmm. do you do you move Fernandez to play him? Do you push Fernandez wide or do you bring Fernandez back or give Messi like one of the wide berths and ask him to drift inside? Um, yeah, I'm not sure it will work in uh, Solskjaer's sort of team philosophy either at the moment to be honest but you'd be signing in for the wrong reasons and most people most clubs would be in a similar sort of position yeah. you'd be wanting to sign him because he's available not because you necessarily need him and then you'd probably yeah. give yourself a problem if he was in the door in terms of formation on the other hand though of course there's talk that Anthony Martial is going to uh, Inter Milan for 50 million does he need a bit so <laughs> you know took him unpack <laughs> yeah well, I mean, I, I've done. I've, I've, I've got roll a cellar tape. Mm. Yeah, get get rid of him. I would, but I don't know. I just, you know, I just it's it's interesting. It, but the other thing to consider is if City get um, Harry Kane, if um, it's going to make it, you know, Kane and Greenish to the City is going to make them a, a bit of a difficult proposition. Not being sort of negative before the season starts, but because it might not work, the whole thing might not work at City. But on the other hand, the potential's there, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is. I mean, it looks good, done it on paper. Um, but it's a funny one. I know we're like going on from the Euros, but you know, a lot of us were sort of banging on for a Grealish to pay. And then your argument, one side is, well, Man City, Pep's paid a hundred million for him, sort of in a roundabout way. Um, how come England didn't start him? But then he's starting Sterling and 
sorry, England starting Sterling and Pep wasn't starting Sterling and Sterling did well. So it's it's a funny one, and it? it goes to show that football's a lot about opinions and you know going for the moment and who's in a bit of form. Um, never a, we all see players slightly differently, and uh, that's what makes it such a, a discussion at times. Mm. Well, it does, but I mean, I think the whole the whole Premier League this season is going to be. I mean, if Chelsea get Lukaku um, and United get another player, yet yeah, we've got Sancho and and what's his name, Varane. Um, City get Grealish and possibly Harry Kane. Um, I mean, Liverpool's the only one that's going to be left wanting, aren't they, Hilda? Yeah, and it doesn't look like they're going to do too much business but I think from Liverpool's perspective their biggest signings they're going to get back are all their defenders yeah. <laughs> which is going to be a massive one, though, um, there was a rumour you, you might like this one um, Liverpool yeah. asked to swap Tellez because obviously Robertson might be injured they want to swap Tellez for Henderson <laughs> uh, Transfers don't happen between those two clubs, and <laughs> United already have the only Henderson in the Premier League. Work. But there we go. Um, so um, Messi, then I suppose let's let's get nail it down. Then we all basically reckon he's going to probably go to PSG. Then do we? Yeah. Be amazed yeah. if he went anywhere else. He went from three to one on uh, Friday night to twenty to one on Saturday morning cool. in the betting. Uh. So. I think it's pretty dumb. Yeah, well, because I'm, I'm not, I'm not unduly worried about that myself as a United. I can't believe though. With with that, is, I mean, you, you can talk about Messi potentially. Uh, City have been after him, and uh, United possibly putting having some interest, and then um, Paris Saint Germain. But I can't believe that he's actually looking any further than the audacious offer from Tottenham Hotspur. <laughs> Sarcasm is the lowest form of wit, Mister Hyatt. So I mean, to be fair, Rick Rick kind of makes a good point in terms of, like, does anybody still expect PSG to actually go on and win the Champions League? Because I don't. No. No. <laughs> That's what City, seems so... Yeah. I mean, I know they've brought in Rambo, their defence has obviously been much better, but all these players that are bringing in, they're all 30-plus. And so you just... You know, experience-wise, it looks great, but I still think there's a few gaps in the squad as a whole. But and ironic, time will tell. They're bringing in they're bringing in older players. The one younger player they brought in is a goalkeeper. Yeah. Whereas it could probably yeah. benefit from being, being older. It's yeah. just it's it's fantasy football. That's it is. I don't think Mbappe's happy there either. Apparently, he's not happy. So. Not happy these, Mbappe. These players, though, I was going to say, Mbappe's happy. That's a, that's a mouthful. That and happy Mbappe. They're earning <laughs> absolute fortunes. Oh, dear, he's not happy. Well, hard luck. You know, get a life. You're earning God knows how much. Surely you'll be happy. You, Adrian. you can buy happiness. <laughs> I missed all that, Rick. What did you say? I said they should sign you because you could be unhappy for an awful lot less. Absolutely. I would be, too. Probably half, I think. What do you think? <laughs> anyway. Half of an hour's way. <laughs> Moving on from Messi then, because we've more or less decided, what about Romelu Lukaku then? Um, you know, Who is it? What's his name again? Lukaku. <laughs> Lukaku. Mr Lukaku. Romelu Lukaku. Romelu Lukaku. 
Anyway, what about him? Yeah. What, what are we? Is that going to ch- turn Chelsea into a definite, uh, you know, potential Premier um, Premier League champions? I mean, it will make him much better. Make him much yeah. better. Because Werner only seems to score when he's offside, and they've had such a horrendous sort of uh, time with trying to buy strikers. I mean, since Roman Abramovich has been there, there's been so many strikers that it hasn't worked out. It's only really been, what, Drogba and Anelka possibly in that time that has worked, you could say. They've had Mutu, they've had Crespo, they had Shevchenko, Kesman, um, Bashwai, Remy. Yeah, so many. And um, it hasn't really worked. The only other one that did kind of work, I suppose, to an extent, was Tammy when he had a run, and that was um, only because they had to play him. And it seems quite seems quite clear that they want to sort of ship him out at the earliest opportunity. Anyway, um, obviously he's been around a bit, as we know. He's had two spells in the Premier League. Really good at Everton. Obviously he had that spell at Man United. You two will be able to say better than me, but it always he didn't do badly at Man United, but always felt no. like something in the end. Again, whether it was down to happiness. That, uh, that we've just been touching on. But I think if he was to go to Chelsea, everything's set up for him to be ready-made. And you just wonder, if you look at his goals, his record since he's been to Inter, he looks a little bit trimmer. He looks an absolute beast. Changed his diet. Um, mm. Yeah, very much so. But you just wonder if going back to the Premier League, whether you get the Inter, or whether you get someone who has to adapt to the Premier League and... It doesn't quite work out again, so I'd be intrigued to see how it goes. But he would be, I a think, bigger, certainly on biggest success. Going to work. He's what he's what Chelsea need. He'd be a bigger success at Chelsea than uh, potentially Grealish could be at Manchester City because yeah, he fits the brief. Going going back to Messi a minute, I just noticed I've got written down here. There's this there's a, a, a dispute coming up, isn't it? Apparently, that somebody's trying to sue them because they say they're. They're going to be breaking their, their fair play um, um, limits. Does that matter anymore? Well, I Manchester don't know. City and Paris Saint Germain have been making a mockery of that for so long. They'll get a so it does fine. Mm. Yeah, but I just wonder whether yeah. it, 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 it'll have. They a... reckon. They reckon a lot of this is all sort of semi-fabricated to try and scare La Liga into changing the fair play rules so that Barcelona can have a bigger wage limit and then actually re-sign him. Yeah. Did you, have you seen the history of that wage limit? Because it's they have a, a wage cap, don't they? A salary cap. Yeah, seventy percent. Two, se- of two seasons ago, Barcelona's was something like six hundred and eighty odd million. Yeah, and now it's down to a hundred and something million that they can spend yeah. on wage. Yeah, so really it, it got half to something like three hundred odd thousand, then he reduced it. That's right. Yeah, two hundred and something. Yeah, you boys seasoned with Samuel and Titi over the weekend. No, what happened there? Apparently, he apparently he was asked if he would take a pay cut to help fund Messi being able to stay on his contract. But apparently, he refused, and he played for Barcelona in a friendly. Everyone started booing him, uh, giving him merry hell, and he ended up walking off. I don't blame yes. him. I, I but you just know, show I, how badly I mean, run it is. 
Yeah, but I mean, what, what a nerve to come up and say, well, we want you to halve your wages or whatever so as we can pay it to one of your teammates. Uh, how that, shouldn't of... even get out, that shouldn't even get out to the public, should it? That's well, no. But... Do you know what I mean? I mean, whether or not, whether or not, obviously, the ins and outs of that are true, they'll probably come out and deny it or whatever. But, I mean, it looks like Umtiti now wants out because he's being made a scapegoat. Yeah, but, I mean, I, you know, I think that's... I, I just, you know, what's the dressing room going to be like if that had worked? You know, you'd have Um Titi or whatever his name is, sort of throwing knives yeah. in, in, in. Probably like a tiled floor with benches around and some, some showers in the like a shower area. Yeah, yeah very good. Shower too. area, maybe a massage bench in the middle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mirrors, toilets. Whiteboard. Whiteboard, yeah, that's normally what dressing rooms are like. Yeah, very yeah. droll, very droll. Very job. No, but I mean, I, I, you know, don't blame. I would have told them to get knotted as well if they'd have asked me the same thing. But then again, I wasn't there. Yeah, it's so. a tricky one, and especially when I think you tend to get um, if you've come through the ranks and you've grown up, grown up at a club like, in fairness, Grealish and King, then you have a stronger affiliation and a stronger desire to want to potentially do something as a good gesture to your club. But players who have come from not even the same country a different country, a different league to a club, they've got no desire to want to reduce their money or anything. And in fairness, why would they? Because it's a short career. I know they're earning bundles, but, you know, when they signed the contract, it was good enough. Was there an argument you know? on the flip side of that that Messi could have just reduced his demands? But I, I heard a thing Guillaume Balaguer was saying that even yeah. if he'd offered to play for free, they still couldn't adjust the wage bill to accommodate it. Or the, the, so there was some regulation that meant that he couldn't do it. Yeah, there's something they can't even sign up there at the moment, can they, or something? So, but, Well, they're all about getting yeah. rid of Griezmann as well, aren't they? Because they're still over the limit or still the the, the proportions mm. are compl completely out of sync. So, because, I mean, again... Aguero's unhappy as well because he was promised the chance to play yeah. with Messi and now it's going to happen. But then they might as well, in fairness, be like it the Milan are doing because they're in trouble as well. Is just sell them cheaper, like Griezmann. All right, let's say he's worth 60, 70 million when he was playing well for argument's sake. Let's, would someone have him for 35 or 40? I suspect so. Mm. Well, again, yeah, just you, sell, him, sell you, a few a bit cheaper, you get him off the wage limit, and you've got some money in for them. Well, United have been linked with him as well, apparently, and said that, that we might be going for him on the cheap. But I mean, again, yeah. he's 30, so another. another 30 yeah. plus, no. you know, I mean, it it's kind of missed the boat on. It negates all the all the good work they've done by buying all these younger players like Amin and um, um, this bloke from Rem. That that Ahmad. You mean Ahmad? Ahmad, yeah, some, yeah. And then yeah. there's this guy from, from Rem they're, they're on about buying as well. I can't remember his name. Kamavinga. Yeah. 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 He's, the, he's the boy. He is the real deal, Kamavinga. Yeah. Well, I don't know why they're fanning around. Getting them, buy them, then. Yeah, nor me. They need to sell before they can buy, that's why. Mm, of course, nobody wants to buy Phil Jones. I'll tell you, <laughs> yeah, Phil Jones, you can't get rid of him for love of money. West Ham do, apparently. Oh, do they? Who's, who's in for him? Uh, because, because David Moyes had such a successful time with him first time around. Yeah. yeah. If he'd have had 11 Phil Joneses, he wouldn't have got the sack. <laughs> first of the time. Yeah. <laughs> he could be injured in many positions. <laughs> but of course, one one of the outcome of all this this horse trading going on is it would appear that poor old Paul Pogba, uh, nobody wants to buy him now, by the sound of it. Anyway, 
which, uh, I mean, if if one could guarantee Paul Pogba is going to play to his strength and really play well, it's, it's, it'll be good for United. If he's if he's going to fanny it around like he normally does, then, he, then we've got stuck with another stiff, apart from Phil Jones, haven't we? I don't think you can put Pogba and Phil Jones in the same category. That's a little bit harsh. Mm, yeah, that's a little bit harsh. But I was, I was sort of slightly exaggerated, but you, you take my drift as to what I'm saying. I think Paul Pogba, you, somehow, and I, obviously I'm sure many managers have tried this, but I think if you just get him on onside, pure with the philosophy and have a real good talk to him regularly so that you keep banging the drum into him to say, look, we need you to work hard off the ball at times as well as what you do on the ball. Yeah. You know, like I heard Frank Lampard chatting every day and I suspect many people have. And he's, he's you know, he, he basically said, look, Paul Bogba has much more ability on the ball than I ever had. He said, but midfielders don't need to dribble in their own half. They don't need to do skills. They don't need to roll the ball. He said, you've got to show a desire to get in the box, get up and down the pitch and put your foot in now and then. And, and Paul Popper would be a world beater. But unfortunately, he wants to do dwell on the ball at times and roll people and hold them off and put his foot on top of the ball. Still. And like I said, do it in the opposition half and the bottom in their third. Well, Get on the edge of crosses, you know, because he's fighting yeah. in the air. Well, the, the, the ironic thing is moving into this season because Marcus Rashford pointlessly delayed his shoulder operation during the summer when he should have had it. He's going to be out for a couple of months and Pogba can play in that position wide left. You'll probably see he'll be outstanding for the first couple of months of the season, Paul Pogba, because he can play in that more advanced role without the defensive responsibilities. So he might, you know, that might work in his favour. Might work out well. Might work out well, yeah. Mm. Could well do. So moving on to Harry Kane, which we haven't really mentioned in details, what do we reckon is going to happen there? It'll just be a case of, of what the money is that Daniel Levy is accept, will accept. It's all on Daniel Levy, really. I think if I was reading in the think... paper over the weekend that they reckon that this Joe Lewis. Oh, wow. He's apparently he's as, as hard a uh, negotiator as Daniel Levy is. Oh, uh, OK. And he's got all the money. Because I think. Well, it would just be a case of who of what Tottenham will agree to accept because I think if a bid's accepted, he'll go. But yeah, it, yeah, whether, yeah. haven't they? It, haven't Spurs signed a, a forward in the last day or so? Anyway, so it almost looks like they're preparing for the inevitable. Anyway, I mean that's the one thing. Just moving on slightly, that's what Aston Villa have done really well. Yeah, they yeah. got those three three boys in through the door before Greenwood yeah. even left. Go on, Hilda. <laughs> With, with just touching on Villa, they have done it right, but you just wonder if they might have signed too many players too soon because they seem to be signing everyone left, right and centre. And sometimes you've seen with Fulham and other teams that have done that before, it then doesn't quite work out how you want it to. When Gareth Bell was first sold and then Spurs started bringing all these players yeah. to start with and then it didn't really quite work out, you're never quite sure which way it's going to go. But if you certainly look at what they've done on paper, then they like, look they like they're going to have free. a... Three season. good players. Yeah, mm. Bailey, Ings, and Buen Buendia. I think they're mm. after another one as well. Apparently, I think they're after a defender as well. They just bought in Twinsaby as well, and they on loan. Yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. oh, suppose you let him go. Really, I like him. Alone again seems strange, but he signed a new deal at Man United as well. So yeah. hopefully, it's the, just so he gets game back. time. It's just just yeah. for game time. Brilliant, simply. Yeah. Well, Harry Kane. Yeah, back to Tottenham. 
Back to Tottenham. <laughs> I, I think they might be trying to sign that Lord Toro Martinez from uh, Inter Milan. Yeah, that's the one. That's, yeah, that's the fellow I was on about. Mm. Yeah, but, I haven't seen anything today, but I did hear this morning there's a strong possibility it could be linked with him. But mm. he wanted to go to Barcelona. He's been holding out to go to Barcelona, but obviously with all this going on. So, I mean, do we do we think Grealish is a good buy at the end of the day then or not for uh, City? Yeah. I think it will be. Yeah. I think it will be. He won't necessarily start every week to start him. with, but I think it will work. It's what, one, thing, one thing that did strike me about City buying Grealish is the fact that he's he's gone from being the most fouled player in the Premier League his responsibilities will now go from being fouled and winning free kicks around the penalty area to committing tactical fouls in the same area of the field. So he'll still be operating in the same bit, except for Villa, he was he was winning fouls. For City, he'll be committing fouls. Why do you say that? Because that's what pet teams do, Adrian. If you not watch them, talk to him. He, he teases them to slow the game down and get behind the yeah. ball and make niggly little fouls. In the in the opponent's defensive third, you watch it. City commit more fouls in that area of the field than any other team in the Premier League. Well, I must admit, I, I think thought... it's also because they press they press quite high up and try and win the ball back in the first so many seconds of losing it, don't they? So, and and attackers are renowned for not being the best of tacklers. And the ref, they don't get bookings for it. That if no, the same things hard. happened anywhere else on the pitch. They'd be getting yeah. a yellow card, but because it's yeah, in the third, they don't. But I must admit, I didn't think they looked that special on Saturday in the Charity Shield. I know it's a Mickey Mouse Cup, but they they didn't look brilliant. I don't know what you thought. I enjoyed it very much. Well, so did I, I that they it. lost, yeah. Uh, <laughs> it looked to me like they had a bit of a sort of a hit and miss squad out there, didn't they? But you're absolutely right. It didn't Leicester pretty much held their own and probably did did deserve it. They looked like they had the better chances from what I saw of it. Their standing goalkeeper made a couple of really good saves. Um, Stefan, is it? The City goalkeeper? Mm, but, um, I don't think there was any doubt that it was a penalty, was there? I think he, he messed no. right up, didn't he? Poor Aki. Yeah. Or him right in the knackers, didn't he? Must have been very painful. Indeed. And, uh, Fernandinho was convinced wasn't a penalty, but I, was, I wasn't quite sure what his argument was, <laughs> to be quite honest. And good penalty from Ian Acho as well. I was surprised he was taking it ahead of Vardy. I don't know if Vardy's missed his last. But I suppose Ian Acho's kind of in the better form when you look at the tail end of last season. But again, there's players like him who had decent seasons last season that might go on and surprise people. And who's, you know, who's do... the lad Leicester brought in well, centre forward? He's a uh... Uh, Dakar, yeah, is it? yeah he's, from... supposed oh. he's supposed to be good. He's supposed to be a really good forward. And a good, another astute signing from Leicester. Mm. Yeah, scouting network, haven't they? Yeah, absolutely. So you're looking at now Chelsea, United, uh, City, and possibly Leicester. Then four teams fighting it out. Have I, missed, have I missed anybody? No, no one is going to be in contention. No, I, I didn't yes, think yes, so. you have. <laughs> Sorry, are we moving yeah, on to the Europa Conference League now? Okay. <laughs> you missed out Spurs. <laughs> oh, yeah, Spurs and Liverpool are in a group of their own. Yeah. <laughs> so, looking at... Tra- before we move away from transfers, um, I think Southampton... Um, when I went to the pub last uh, yesterday, on they had a thing there. You had to... Um, it was 20 quid. And the winner took all, 
and you had to name the top three, the bottom three, and the tenth team in the league um, as a tie break. And I put Southampton in the bottom three because up until today, when they got this Adam Armstrong, I didn't think that um, they were looking very good because they've lost Ings, who's scored a few goals for them. Is that has that been agreed now, Aid, the Armstrong one? I think so. I'm, you know, I wouldn't wouldn't swear to it, but I think Maybe so. I know Palace were sniffing as well, weren't they? Hmm. But but you know whether whether that will make the difference. But I, I think Southampton need more than that, Adam Armstrong to make them look any sense. Because I mean, you know, look, they got hammered yeah, twice got... last year, really hammered. Yeah, I mean, terrible finish, didn't they? Mm. So mm. you know, I, I think they they're looking a little bit sort of suspect. And then you have got Newcastle, who've bought this Joe Willick. I think they, I think it's been agreed. Yeah. Um, yeah. Agreed. He certainly made a bit of a difference to him, and basically, I think he saved him from going down. In all honesty, last year, I don't know what you think. He was he was on course for the he was on course for the record or something. One, it was it like eight goals in a row or something. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. Mm. So, um, you know, I think they that interesting sort of two signings, but I think Southampton look decidedly dodgy personally. But um, who else? Who else did you have to go down then? Uh, who else did I have to go down? Uh, Brentford and um, Southampton. Who was the other one? Watford or Norwich? Oh, hang on. I've got it here. I've got it here. I'll tell you now. I've got it here. So, if anybody wants to go to the King's Head in Marriott, there's a chance. Uh, yeah, bottom three, uh, Brentford, Newcastle and Southampton, I had. And I've got West Ham as the 10th team. And I've got Man United, Chelsea, Man City in that order to win the league. But then I would do, wouldn't I? Because I'm biased. <laughs> What's the prize, Adrian? It's uh, it's winner takes all, basically, and it's twenty quid a throw. And they've got they've got a fair old twenty quid then. <laughs> no, they've you, got you they've pay got... twenty quid. Yeah, well, I haven't paid it yet, but um, they've got they've got about oh nothing then. <laughs> they they've got so about six hundred quid already, mate. So you ain't winning it, Adrian, with that. You don't reckon? Mm. How does it work, Aid? If you've got to be Exactly. It's just pick the top three in that the correct order in the top three and the correct order in the bottom three. So I mean, it's, it's it's quite. Yeah. So I mean, so I mean, if you were to get two of the three and no one else did, would that give you the money? I suppose. Yeah. Or has it got think, to be the? I think, yeah. I think if you've got six hundred people, so that's what fifty-five people about a go. No, no, no. No, 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 no. It's twenty um, quid. So thirty-five. Thirty, thirty odd, isn't it? 30 people, yeah, 30. Sorry, 30. Welcome to Three Valleys Radio Maths Time. Yeah. So 30 people have had a go. Definitely some people will be at least six or seven get that top three right. Well, so they split it, but still. Yeah. I had had a few drinks by then because, uh, well, you know. I should have some more. That's why you ran yeah. out of 20 quid to pay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I exactly. When was the last time you went into a pub and spent 20 quid? Um, Sunday. And then before that, Wednesday. When, before that? Wednesday. We go to the White Horse every Wednesday lunchtime. Big... Your mate okay. comes as well. May have to narrow that down a bit. But anyway. But, um, moving on. <laughs> moving on. <laughs> moving on. But... I, w- I want to hear Dave putting up um, an admirable defence of the uh, Scousers and their 
campaign for this season. Go on, sell it to me. I mean, I'm trying to convince myself, Rick. I'll be honest with you. <laughs> um, like I say, the the biggest the biggest transfers from our point of view is having Van Dijk, Matip, and Gomez back. But I don't know. We've had <laughs> this might not mean anything to you guys too much, but. We've had uh, Harvey Elliott come back from Blackburn and he's had a good start to his pre-season. Oh, God, um, yeah, that should make all the difference, bit. Harvey Elliott. He's brilliant. <laughs> Absolutely brilliant. I really hope I really hope he does and we can look back to this podcast and then <laughs> no. who knows? Who yeah. knows? But, no, um, I don't know. I think if you look at the amount of transfers and money that's kicking about, you can, you know... By definition, that wouldn't make us up there. But then at the same time, if we can actually stay clear of injuries this time round, the first eleven's probably good enough to sort of compete. Whether the squad is strong enough, because I was expecting the fringe players, the likes of Shakiri, Origi, Chamberlain, etc., would have been moved on by now. But the fact we haven't bought anyone in has meant that we couldn't get rid of them. So we've sort of had the same squad for quite a while now when our Front three are starting to hit 30 plus, and you just wonder if this might be the last season of you know our good fortunes. But hopefully, I'm wrong, and hopefully, we can oh, sort I hope of. I'd take a Champions League place right now, I think. Do you think Mr. Klopp's going to be under pressure if he doesn't produce again this uh, this week, this season? Yeah, I think so, especially when you look at the lack of transfer activity. Um, it does does make you wonder. He's been there a while now, um, and now he's won the Premier League and Champions League. They're going to want more of it. So if we're sort of seventh at Christmas, then he would be under a little bit of pressure. But I don't I don't see him getting moved on or anything like that. I think I think the fans would kick up even if he was you know if Liverpool found themselves at tenth, God forbid, at, at Christmas. But. I think he would be under pressure just by definition because of what everyone else is doing around him. Going back to Harry Kane, which we did mention, what about Harry Kane to United and not City? No. No? Don't see it? No. Don't see it at all. Would you want him? Um, well, you know, again, it's a messy situation, isn't it? You don't, you don't turn it down, but at the same time, I don't see... That I don't know. It's difficult to say because you can't argue with his record. But at the same time, it's just it just doesn't feel like a United player to me. Hmm. A bit injury prone as well. I think every season his ankles are going. You know exactly. Exactly. Every season his ankle goes, doesn't it? So so anybody hmm. with a brain that's got a sort of a Colin Pluck type playing for you, you just tell Plucky to get in there and go for his yeah. ankle in the first ten minutes, and you've sorted it really, haven't you? So, um, and he's, he's got to be exhausted because he's carried Spurs for the last four years. Mm, absolutely, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But uh, refresh my memory, Hilda. Did Brendan Rodgers get the sack from Liverpool, or did he resign? How did it finish in the end? Uh, yes, he got he got sacked. He got sacked. He got sacked. Mm, I bet they're looking at yeah. him now and thinking, wonder whether we did the right thing there. Yes. Yeah, yeah, I think so. At the time, definitely at the time. Well, I think I, th was... I think Liverpool were about. 10th or 11th at the time and considering that they had just he had gotten to second the year before I think Liverpool were a very different at that point you got to remember he replaced Suarez with Balotelli that was the team we had when he left mm. Balotelli <laughs> and yeah, it, yeah it, it, it's a much different squad now but 
no doubt Brendan Rodgers has done really, really well, and I expect him to take a even bigger job over the next couple of years. I'm sure. Well, I tell you what, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. Not bigger than Liverpool. I mean Leicester. <laughs> I wouldn't. If 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 they got rid of Oli Gunnar Solskjaer, I wouldn't be averse to have him at United. I think he's a good manager, personally. Tremendous character. Hmm. He Tremendous is a good manager. Character. He is a very good. He's, he's no, he's a quality manager. He's mm. and he's got lovely teeth. Really, he does. Mm. Mind you, so does Jurgen. Mm. Yeah, Jurgen uses at least at least three three tubes of that white toothpaste a week for his teeth. But has in any of in any of his previous uh, incarnations has Jurgen Klopp been through the rebuilding phase? Because that's where he's at at the moment. I mean, that's what made Fergie the best manager that there has been because he rebuilt United over. Mm-hmm. You know, he went through that rebuilding process and and they. Regenerated, whereas Liverpool now seems that that team's peaked, and now he's got he's got to introduce some new legs into it somewhere. And it's probably, is, is he, is probably not Rick, To be honest, no? I think the only time he had to do it was when Dortmund won the league, and then the second season they a lot of their players got moved on, and yeah. they were about relegation candidates at Christmas. But then he managed to turn it around, and then they finished like seventh or something. But then they did. But then he did leave. Yeah. Um, That's what I mean. Some managers like they have one hater, don't they? And it's a a different challenge for now. Now, so and it just might be a little bit different this time around because um, it doesn't seem to be getting the backing at the moment. And you know, we have spent a lot of money since he's been there. But if you look at the last couple of transfer windows, there's not really been too much. Only really Tiago and Jota. Really, Uh, they bought in Canate this summer. which I'm not really too sure about. He looks good from what you see of him. But the fact that too late, had, we've, well, the fact that we've had so many injuries at centre-back, we've decided to bring in a centre-back that spent most of last season out injured. So by definition, that seems a little bit odd. But hey, new season, so hopefully you know, it'll work out. But it will be a big season for Klopp and for Liverpool. You reckon, do you? Yeah, like I say, I think if you offered me a Champions League pace now, I'd probably take it. But... Again, you know, I think the first eleven's good enough. It's just whether you know you can keep that fit, and then whether you have to keep on dipping into the level below. Because what, what's Chelsea the uh, situation? Stronger than, um, the Robertson one. Um, I think there's going to be. A, did he go for a scan today? Something like I that. I think. But I don't think they want to put any time scale on it, do they? But I, I haven't actually seen it. It was in the friendly, wasn't it, yesterday? Oh, seen. Yeah, it went. His ankle went the wrong way. That looked, I mean, did it. From, the, from the pictures, that did look quite nasty. But some players bounce back from these things quicker than others, don't they? But Back up James Milner again then at left back. Hmm. It's the future. That's the, that's the kind of problems we have when we get injuries. So that's what concerns me going into this season. Aston Villa, um, we've mentioned her in passing. I think Aston Villa are going to be the dark horses this season. And I think they could very well get into the top five or six without too much difficulty. Are they going to be as much as a, of a dark horse as everybody's prediction of uh, Turkey as a dark horse in the Euros? Because that panned out well. Mm, did, didn't it? Went really well, that one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they, yeah, they were very dark. <laughs> well, I don't think I said Turkey, but maybe you did. Oh, I did. Oh, I, you, I did. You, oh, did you? Oh, well, fair enough. Mm. But no, I think I think Villa bought well and I I, I can see them... Again, Dennis Smith. I mean, he he seems quite a switched-on sort of manager and reasonable and 
you know, approachable and just just seems like a, a, a genuinely nice fellow. I think, really. But, yeah, they've um, they've obviously knew for for a while that the likelihood is that Grealish was going to go, and like Rick touched on beforehand, that they they've done their due diligence and they they got Buendia in really early, didn't they? I mean, that yeah. was almost done like a week or so after the. Um, transfer window. As, yeah, as soon as the window opened. Uh, they got head open, and the fact that so many, you know, big European clubs were chasing him and Arsenal. And so the fact that he went to, uh, uh, to Aston Villa did kind of surprise me, but they've definitely, you know, we've touched on the fact that clubs have done this before and they've spent the money. It hasn't always worked when you've bought in a big chunk of players all at once, but you look at the type of players they brought in, and it certainly looks tasty on paper. Well, no, none of them look to be a gamble, do they? They're all they've all have hmm. got proven track records. So if you yeah. buy the best player from the championship last season, that's not a bad buy. And relatively decent, um, decent ages as well, possibly in yeah. the side. Yeah, which is why I think yeah. they they've got a chance. I think yeah, they've good shout. I think they have. So I just take, I was just looking from. Um, if they took, they look like they might take over from Everton. That team, you know, it's just yeah. six or seven. But that's challenges. where where Villa were, weren't they? About ten, twelve years With, ago. And Martin O'Neill, yeah. I was just looking on uh, on the old internet to see uh, anything about uh, this conversation that Harry Kane had with Nuno today. And it doesn't say much about it, but they do say that he's going to be available to face Manchester City on Saturday. Which is interesting. So they're obviously digging in pretty well down there. So whether yeah, I'm surprised by that. I thought we're still going to be absent for the couple of weeks because of how late he came back. Well, he might be, but well, so I, I think they, they're just the the point is they're making the point. If it wasn't for the quarantine, he'd play. Yeah. You know. Yeah, yeah. Which uh, which is fair enough, really. I mean, you know, he's still their player, and they can. But you know, they managed to um. They managed to tie Son down on a new deal, didn't they? Which mm. is great news for them because you did just start to wonder if Kane would be the the first of possibly the rest of the. Uh, well, they've only got two. Old, um, they, they've just got two players. Yeah, well, that's a fair point. I mean, who just else from, the, from Spurs? Who else is is really going to be a target for, a, say, a top four club in this country? Apart from those two, there's no yeah, one there really. The fair point, their um, their well, crop of Pochettino players have all sort of been disrupted now. Yeah, the, the only thing that could be, you know, you might get a team like Leicester did when they won the league, who sort of just suddenly clicks and everything goes together. And but I mean, the chances of it happening are pretty remote. I would have thought. I Do you think know. they look stronger than last season, well, Leicester? Le- Leicester. Have they lost one. Well, they didn't look any weaker, looked- did they? they? That's that's for sure. Yeah. I they lost the farmer, though, haven't they? Yeah. Oh, yeah, bad injury. But I, I think they just bought well. It, look, it looks like they've got... They've not had to sell anyone, have they? Not, is this the first summer that they haven't sold anyone? Yeah, possibly. Arsenal were sniffing around James Madison, weren't they? But I think why Leicester... Would he go to, quite, why would he take his step down? I feel like Leicester would be quite happy to let him go because, do you remember, he got into a bit of trouble a couple of times last season and then he was sort of in and out of the squad and then... And they, they finished get... strong without him, didn't they, when he was injured? Yeah, I think if their big bid came in for him and he was interested, I think Leicester would not necessarily be worried too much if he was to go. I think if they keep the likes of Tielemans, then they'll certainly yeah. be 
up there, possibly more so than, you know, you look at Rafa going into Everton. They've been making some really random signings. With Like they brought in, was it um, Gray? And they brought in yeah. Andros Townsend? Yeah. Um, yeah. But, I mean, Everton... They're just buying in numbers rather than quality. Everton, I mean, I Everton looked that. really poor, though. I mean, I, I watched the game and United were three up after 15 minutes. They'd absolutely yeah. ripped her to pieces. They were very, very Go poor. Go on, Rafa. Hey? <laughs> Go, Go on, on, Rafa. Yeah. Set down. But, um, no, you know, but going back to uh, Lionel Messi, bit, hundreds of PSG fans gather outside the Parc de France and Le Bourget Airport trying to catch their first glimpse of Lionel Messi. But he's back at home by the pool in Barcelona rather than flying to France. So, uh, so you know, maybe it's not quite so nailed on as we all think it is. You know? Might not be. You never know. Uh, might not be. He might just be giving himself some thinking time or making it more dramatic. Yeah. Well, you never know. But uh, I don't know. I just because he's, uh, he's a free agent now, he doesn't have to go in the window either, does he? So he can just go whenever. Well, I suppose. Yeah. yeah. Doesn't yeah. have to go into work either, does he? Yeah, no, no. You can, yeah, you can stay at that pool for as long as he wants. Exactly, it's a lovely pool. Mm. And he's got enough money to pay for it. Anyway, um, <sighs> just moving on to the old championship a minute because that started, as we know, yesterday or uh, weekend. The old anyway. championship. Uh, um, what, what, what do we reckon? I mean, I just picked up a, a, a few results. Um, our old mate Nathan Jones, three, Peterborough nil, which I thought wasn't a bad start. Um, Preston, Preston North End won Hull City 4 again I thought Preston are usually quite strong at home Hull beat them 4 well at home is quite a quite a statement of intent to start with yeah um, stand out result that and um, Birmingham beating Sheffield United at Sheffield thanks to a brilliant game from Chong who United have lent them so mm. um, but the rest of the results were either draws or sort of 1-0s there wasn't much going on at all yeah really. I thought it was a, I thought it was a big win just of note for Coventry on uh, yeah. Sunday yeah it was their first game back finally at the Rico with fans in the championship and got a last minute winner so that was probably amongst other things maybe the story of the weekend but um, would anybody like to sort of hazard a guess as to who's going to win the championship at this early stage, it's going to be the nice. usual suspects, isn't it? It's tricky, isn't it? Whoever, yeah, well, then, then it always is. It's the hardest league to win. Mm. I don't think Derby will win it. No, supposed <laughs> to go out on a limb. No, I think I would concur with that. Uh, unless, <laughs> yeah, of course, I would agree with that. unless of course Wayne can get uh, Ravel Monison going. As the only person who could, because nobody else seems to be able to get him going, do they? Even though he was quite good. No, I couldn't. I don't know about you boys. I couldn't believe it when I read that he was twenty-eight. Twenty-eight. Mm. Like mm. he should. He should be about thirty-nine now, shouldn't he? He's been around for a while. Hasn't he? <laughs> I remember he. Uh, whether he played or whether he, I, I was just talking to somebody from United, but when Darren Way had uh, United reserves down um, for his testimonial. And one of the guys yeah. there was telling me about Ra Ravel Morrison and his um, acquaintances, shall we say, with the Greater Manchester Constabulary. And uh, it's a yeah. wonder that he's sort of, Harry, you know, Harry Redknapp was the best, the best one to get 
anything out of him, which is when he went on loan to QPR for a season when Yeovil were in the championship and he yeah. was up there with the most player of the season. And then I think possibly got a full-time contract and then it all fell apart. I, yeah. You know, I just it just occurred to me, I think, you know, with Ravel's history and, and whatever, I th- I'm surprised Watford haven't gone for him because Troy Deeney's done bird, hasn't he? So he might be with someone who could... Uh, hmm. Yeah, he he him, get the best out yeah. Of him. Well, you never know, do you? I didn't know Troy doing it. That, that, that what Watford is a community service project. <laughs> I think so. Mm. I think so. Sorry to any Watford fans listening. Yeah, both of them. <laughs> Back in the prem, so well done. What about Luton? Is, is, has Nathan Jones got any chance of getting Luton up? Do you think that would be a Leicester situation, wouldn't it? Mm. It would, yeah. Quite possibly. Because with that with that um, table as it always is, you you can get to the last like ten games, and there could be about twelve teams that are all within about four points of the playoffs, and then it's just absolute free for all. I mean, if you look at, I don't really know too much of their squad in terms of actual names, but their their home form over the last few years have been incredible, really, and that's what kept them up when Jones came back. And I yeah. think they, they were nowhere near relegation last season. They were sort of pushing towards the top 10. They might have been finished in the top 10, possibly, or just outside it. Um, I wouldn't. I don't think it would be a too outrage, outrageous a call to say that they might sneak a playoff place, especially when you look at Barnsley. They got one last year. And teams before that, you wouldn't necessarily expect. Huddersfield have gone up and... Mm. Um, it certainly doesn't. It doesn't look like it's going to be one of those situations where the three that came down are going to be the three that bounce straight back up again. No, I think we'll see some different, see a different team in the in the Premier League season after next. They've Maybe all got really more. strong squads. Normally, what would happen is that most of the teams would like have to completely like rebuild and start again. But most of the players have stayed. But I still agree yeah. with you, Rick. even though that is the case. I still don't necessarily think that that's enough because when you go down. To the champ like West Brom, their whole mentality would have all changed after what happened last season. And we've spent the season losing. And yeah, exactly. Well, and, and then looking at League One, whilst we're, whilst we're at it, um, see Andy Williams scored his first goal back at Cheltenham, um, ex Yeovil, obviously, and they drew. But uh, Lee Johnson Sunderland beat Wigan 2 1, which is Good start, I should think, uh, for Sunderland because Wigan aren't that bad, and and Paul Ward, of course, uh, Rotherham beat Plymouth two 0 so Paul Ward and Paul's going to come come on to this program soon in the next few weeks as well. So um, I'll ask this question then, Aid. Maybe you know a little bit better, but are you surprised Paul Ward stayed? Because I know he loves the club, and he's had success and disappointment with both the promotions and relegations, but. Was it last season when he did a real emotional interview after what mm. um, Rotherham confirmed relegation? And I really thought at that point that he might look to do a new challenge, but obviously he's stuck around. Yeah, he has. Um, he is an emotional guy, to be fair. But, um, you know, I, I, I take the mick out of him every time because I said to him when he was still at Yeovil as a player, I said, you know, you're obviously going to go on and be a manager. Me, manager? Don't be so silly. I'm never going to be a manager. And of course he he has, and he's proved proved that. Wasn't, I was... wasn't he like physio or something, and then stepped in as caretaker and ended up getting the job? Was it something? Well, I, th- I think he was just a coach. I don't know about physio. I think he was just a coach, oh, yeah. and and 
I don't know, the, the the incumbent manager left and he got asked if he'd do it for a while and and did it and and you know it's led to this now but um yeah i think you know he's such a genuine sort of bloke that uh i would imagine he's got a really good squad of of players that are dedicated to him that will really you know mm. really go through walls for him so i think he could have a chance of going back up again i mean they might become the old yo-yo club I don't know. I, I hope it's I hope it's uh, a bit more permanent than that. In all honesty, because you know I'd like to see him, but uh, but we can ask him ourselves when he comes on the show in the next few weeks. Yeah. So that write it down. Write it what down? <laughs> write that down as a question. You've got what you've already ahead of the game manager, and you've got a question you can ask him. Okay, I will um, make a note of that. I'll make Good a man. note of it. Um, Get in the hang of it. So Bring Valley's radio. We we've got uh, about five minutes left. Um, we ought to talk about Yeovil. Um, mm-hmm. Hilda, I expect you've heard that the game on tomorrow is off now. Yes, yes. So um, it was uh, COVID cases, unfortunately, in the Southampton squad, wasn't it? So obviously wishing them all the best. And yeah, um, on to the next one then, which is Bournemouth. But you've seen both the games. I've seen one. Um, what did yeah. you think? Well, what's your opinion? You've seen play twice now. I think it's pretty much the same as the general consensus amongst fans at the moment. And there's a huge concern about where the goals are going to come from. Mm. Um, with Murphy gone, obviously, Doofus went half through, halfway through last season. Um, don't think Dagnall's there now either, who wouldn't necessarily get all the goals, but he put all the graft in. And Quigley was able to chip in last season, but he's up there pretty much trying to do it himself <coughs> at the moment because... He's had a haircut as well. He has, yes. Yes. A short back side. He's gone for the classic, yeah. classic look. Um, Ruben Reed tries his best, but at the moment, his best way of scoring, to be fair, looks like being um, a penalty, which is where he's got most of his goals for Yeovil last season. But then he's picked up a bad injury at Western, and we're just waiting to hear how long that's going to be for. So Yeovil got a bit of a problem, and. I did speak to some, uh, Paul about this off air, but I'll mention it here that they've got the worst possible fixture they could have in Wrexham away. I was going to say, that's, and, that's the hell of a game. Yeah. And I'm just worried that oh, I need to be careful what I say with obviously being involved with, you know, following them. But I do worry that it might be similar to when they went to Luton on that opening day a few years ago. Yeah. Well, I hope it's not that bad. Um, that, that that was a horrible day, wasn't it? From memory, if there was one game he didn't, one team he didn't want to face away, first yeah. half in the new season, it would have been Wrexham. Yeah. The whole yeah. world, the whole world will be watching that game. Mm. Yeah, yeah, it is, and they'll probably have a crowd as well. But conversely, yeah. if if they can go to Wrexham and, on and and get a result, yeah. um, it could suddenly turn their season around because they'll be so you know. Um, buoyant and, and upbeat if they were to get a result. Well, they yeah, don't need motivate. They won't need motivating, will they? I mean, who wants who wants to be the four guy on a Netflix documentary? Yeah, well, that's right. Every so. every incentive to get a result. Yeah, no, that's right. But we can wish no, them well. We, we wish them all. You know, Darren, yeah. Darren and I always all the boys. Be, you know, optimistic, but um, it, you know, it has been a bit of a struggle. But at the same time. There's still plenty of time to get players in and to bulk up the squad, and you know we might be looking a bit different. I remember when Darren first came in aid, and we didn't really have a squad going into the no, um, no, the we didn't part of the season. 
then a couple of weeks later, we had a squad that finished in the playoffs. So, yeah, you know, there is hope. Yeah, absolutely. I, you know, let's hope. Uh, I mean, at least they haven't got COVID. It's Southampton, you say, it's got the COVID, so that's something anyway. But, um, and it, you know, it'll be good to have the fans back at Hewish Park as well. I think I do think that's going to make a bit, a bit of a difference. Um, you know, it's all very well having these friendly games and that. And yes, they're right for fitness, but we all know that, you know, what do they tell us? Proof is in the they yeah, they don't really tell us a lot, do they? But anyway, lads, we've run out of time. So um, first one back for the new season. So thank you very much for contributing. Uh, Tom had to rush away for a, a domestic issue, so uh, I'm sure he'll be joining us again next week. But um, in the meantime, thank you, Hilda, for joining us. No worries. Good to be back, boys. And thank you, Rick, um, for your wit. You're and very welcome. Repartee. Um, and we will speak to you next week, I'm sure. So in the meantime, to everybody that's listening, thank you for listening. And don't forget to join us, same time, same station, next week. And thank you for joining us. Goodbye. The heart is a blue up through the stony ground there's no room no space you've been listening to I can't believe it football bloody hell <laughs>